1: Hi there, hockey fans. I'm Paul Bruno here with Michael Logello as we bring you the Thursday edition of our DFS series of podcasts from Rotowire, where we focus on tonight's slate of NHL games. Before we begin... I'd like to remind you to follow me at Statsman22, and you can follow Mike at MikeInBuffalo. You can also look for my weekly hockey NHL show called PuckCast with Statsman and AJ, which we record every Tuesday as well. All right, Mike, before we take a look at tonight's schedule, considering our FanDuel lineup options, why don't you tell our listeners a bit about yourself, since this is your first appearance on our show, subbing for my regular partner, AJ Scholz, who'll be back next week, I think. Before we (laughs) begin, though, I would like to invite you uh, to follow me, the listeners, that StatsMan22, and you can follow Mike as I say at at Mike in Buffalo. Mike, go ahead, tell us a bit about yourself.
2: Thanks, Paul. Uh, well, I've been a, a writer and a reporter and columnist for HockeyBuzz.com for the last seven years. We do a daily uh, webcast covering the NHL. Um, I cover the Toronto Maple Leafs for the website, and we'll be doing a, uh, a trade deadline special next Wednesday, starting probably around noon, going through till after the deadline. Um, it's a dream job for me. I'm a, I've loved hockey since I was four years old, so this—it really, you know—if you can write about hockey and you, and you love hockey, it's a great thing.
1: Yeah, I've uh, followed your work for years, and we've become good, great pals in the industry. And uh, I really love your work, and, and uh, your following is is well looked after with you on the Leaf Beat for sure, and and your involvement in the Daily Post—you do a great job there. I can attest to that as always before we get into the program i want to also remind our listeners that throughout the week if you have any questions about your lineups and fantasy hockey or just hockey in general you can tweet us and we will try to answer your questions during our next podcast on tuesday of next week let's get into tonight's schedule mike and get the fans uh, set up for making their picks for tonight's rosters we'll begin with uh, the first three games the rangers come to toronto to face the maple leafs where the leafs are a slight favorite at minus 110 and the over under is set at six for that 7:30 start the Islanders are at Montreal, where the Canadians are a favorite, minus 140, with the over-under set at 5, also a 7.30 start. The Flames visit the Lightning. The Lightning is coming on of late. They're minus 145 favorite, with the over-under set at 5.5, at 7.30 start. Mike, there's three more games on the on the till tonight.
2: Yeah, we have a couple bottom dwellers as road uh, as road dogs here. The Colorado Avalanche visit Nashville, they're minus two seventy, over-under is five and a half, that's an eight PM start. Uh the Arizona Coyotes visit uh, the United Center in Chicago, minus two sixty-five for the Blackhawks, five and a half is the over-under, that's an eight thirty start. And the Boston Bruins on their west western uh the west coast uh, road swing as a ten thirty start we do not have a line for that game yet
1: yeah and one of the reasons why mike is it's a second of back-to-backs but is there a shorter uh travel log uh, than uh, visiting anaheim and uh, los angeles kings back-to-back i think they can probably stay in the same hotel so they, they probably do yeah <laughs> travel won't be a big issue there but still there's no line on that one and uh, uh before we get to our lineups we are pleased to announce that we have a new sponsor supporting our podcast. It's called pristine They have a daily auction there that ends nightly with hundreds of lots available. There's tons of stuff here, Mike, that you can put in your man cave. Always something perfect for a fan of any team. You talk about authenticity, they authenticate everything. That's very important. They guarantee authenticity with all their items and they come with an authentication form uh, for most from most trusted sources and it 's affordable more affordable than you might think i ch- checked it out before going into air, and most think people think they can 't afford the, the kind of stuff that 's advertised here, but it is much more affordable than you think when you take a good look at it uh, i 've looked at a couple of sweaters, one that caught my eye is jason whitney i 'm a big fan of the cowboys, as our listeners on these pods know when we get to football and uh, it 's just over one hundred bucks right now, so i 'm going to take a look at that when we get off the air there 's stuff that goes back as far baseball is Willie Mays and so on. And there's some current stuff as well. So uh, some neat options there. I'd encourage you to go to Pristine Auction. That's P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E com. It's uh, important to us here at Rotowire too, that if you go there and you, uh, you go and fill out the, how did they find out about, how'd you find out about this site? Please mention Rotowire and our podcast we'd love the plug and uh, the affiliation would just grow with these guys. So please take a good look at it and uh, don't forget to tell them where you found out about them. Uh, We also want to get into the meat of the matter here, talking about the FanDuel board. FanDuel's been really good to us. We'll do a little promo for them a little later in the show, but they've been really good to me. uh, Over four sports, Mike, and uh, a long long, uh, lasting sponsor with us. And I'm really proud of the fact that we have two on the show today. So with that, why don't we get into the meat of the matter? That's why people are tuning in. They want to, start, want to start building our lineups. Let's take a look at the centers, and we'll take this by ranges, Mike. We typically go uh, in the, every 1,000 we come down uh, for our listeners who are new to the show. We'll take a look at each $1,000 bracket and uh, give our slant on who are the guys that you play or fade and make our cases for each, each circumstance. So let's take a look at the board at the center position. We begin the lone wolf at the center spot over $5,000 is John Tavares. He's slated to be first liner, obviously for the Islanders got a tough matchup against Montreal. Mike, do you play this guy given the matchup or are you looking elsewhere for your values here?
2: I, I would fade on Tavares, be simply because Montreal. Um, you saw the game against the Rangers; that they seem to be playing a lot, a lot of better defensively. Carey Price had his best game in months. Um, I mean, for the money that's you would have to invest on Tavares, I think you'd, you know, you'll you still get something out of him, but I think your money might be better spent elsewhere.
1: Yeah, I think you're a bit hamstrung when you go to the top of the board here, considering there's lots of viable options, and uh, we can take a look at some of those in the 7,000 range. There's five players there. They're all first-line centers on their respective clubs, despite the fact the Leafs. Uh, state that austin matthews is, is their third liner he's really their first guy isn't he mike and yeah. at 7500 dollars, he's a bit better value uh, against the rangers there we got jeff carter we've got jonathan taves who's hot as a firecracker right now Nazem kadri another leaf makes the grade and patrice bergeron so uh, of this group of five you want you have your eyes set on one or more of these guys as a possibility
2: I, I was looking at Austin Matthews, eight points in his last five games, three assists on Tuesday night. He's a streak scorer. You know, he had a long a streak where he didn't score a lot, but he's hot right now. Uh, and has William Nylander playing on his wing, which, you know, help, I think helps him out offensively, so I would go with Matthews.
1: Yeah, another guy that I like in this range is Jonathan Taves. He's not listed uh, normally as a big-time scorer in most people's eyes. When you think about him, you think about the intangibles, Mike, the leadership qualities, but he's coming off a five-point game. He's got points in each of his last four games and really rolling up big totals in terms of FanDuel scores in uh, several other games in his last eight or nine so given the hot stick and the very favorable matchup I like that one uh, more than any other in this group so we give you two guys to think about there uh, let's dip down a little bit into the 6,000 range there's a gap between 7,100 of Therese Bergeron down to Sean Monahan. let's take a look at Monaghan and the three guys there over six thousand dollars Anisimov and Ryan Johansson any of these three uh, worth a look t- tonight
2: uh, I liked Anisimov simply because he's on that scoring line with Panarin and Kane, and they are playing Arizona, who is one of the worst teams in the league. Um, you may have Arizona, some of their players, trying to put a show on for t- other teams, because I'm sure there'll be a lot of scouts at the United Center. But I, I think Anisimov is going to have a big night.
1: Yeah, and uh, I'll go with a guy who's got another good matchup, and that's Ryan Johansson. First line uh, center for the the Nashville club. They got the visiting club from... Uh, the avalanche who must have the traveling bend in the media that follows them everywhere there there are a lot of guys in the press box as you reported when they came to through toronto a while back and and uh, buffalo uh, there were a lot of people following this club there i'm surprised the big names on this roster are for sale we'll get into that maybe a little bit later in the show but uh, Johansson looks to me to be a really good bet at 6100 given the favorable nature of this matchup against one of the league's bottom dwelling clubs uh, $5,000 range that has a host of first-line value as well, and uh, a lot of names in here. So, Mike's maybe you can give me one or two that you think of, and I'll uh, rebut with the same thing.
2: Well, in spite of the fact that he hasn't scored a lot in the last five games, I went with Nathan McKinnon simply because he gets a lot, a lot of playing time. And Nashville is not exactly the greatest defensive club. Um, you know, they, you know, They've sort of gotten away from that since Barry Trotz left. I mean, they try to be more offensive. But you know, one point in the last five games would scare some people away. I think he's going to have a decent game and make it a couple
1: points and you know what I'm going to say Alex Galchenyuk is the guy to take a look in this range he's under fire to get productive or maybe lose lose the chance to continue the, to wear the red white and blue in Montreal uh, that's the rumblings that I'm hearing Mike maybe you could substantiate that as well but he's uh, slated as a second line start he started the first line his last time out and uh, the Islanders are not the most defensively sound club in the league so he's got a chance to uh juice up some offensive totals in my opinion with this matchup for $5,700 a pretty nice value there and I'll also give a nod to the Leafs opponent, as much as it grates me. People know that I'm a Leaf fan, and I know you are too, Mike, but I'm wary of a guy like a Derek Stepan tonight. Uh, he's a very solid two-way player, slated for first-line minutes and power play time, yet he's only priced at $5,600. If you pick him and he produces, that's pretty good value for the price point, but not, the, not necessarily a surprise given the first-line status that he holds with this club. And uh, I'll also throw out a, a nod to David Krejci. Anytime you're playing with a hot stick on your wing, that's David Pasternak. This guy's got a chance to be productive as well in L.A. I'm not too worried about the fact that they're playing back-to-back games, and Krejci is one of the more solid playmakers in hockey for my money, and uh, I think he has a chance tonight. Let's not forget that probably Peter Budai in the Nets, and, and you know he's had a fabulous year, but... We're not talking Patrick Waugh here by any means. So, so I kind of like Krejci in that matchup, uh, not too worried about the back-to-back aspect as well. Now we're getting into value country, Mike. Anybody in the sub-5,000 range that you might be looking at, here we're looking for people that, that might give you an edge in larger pools of fantasy play, the tournament-type st- stuff where being a contrarian and being successful in that way could really position you for a big payoff tonight.
2: Well, here's a guy who I think may break out, and that's Thomas Placanitz with the Canadians. Uh, with Julian in his last two games, he's increased his ice time about five minutes per night. He had not played well under Michelle Therrien. He only has one assist in his last ten games, but I think for the Canadians to sort of break out, they're going to need Placanitz to break out, and I think he'll get more of an opportunity with Julian, so I, that's, that was my value pick.
1: Yeah, and I've got a guy right below the 4000 mark even. It's $3,700. I'm looking at Braden Point, Mike. He's home standing against the visiting Calgary Flames their defense and net minding rather in the suspect category for me and Tampa's playing a little bit better of late and points been a factor in that uh, uptick so might be a good value he's a second line start and may even see some power play time he has in the past few games as well so might be a really good tournament play I like your pick though as well that's a that's a solid one let's swing over to the wing position Michael and take a look at the top of the board there again where we see one more one guy standing alone and that's Patrick Kane from your neck of the woods in Buffalo and Mm. uh, as a native and uh, slated to play second line minutes but let's face it this guy's one of the top performers in the league gets the matchup against Arizona you can make the case given the lopsided nature of the line that, that maybe this is a good play tonight couldn't you
2: I, I would pick Kane. I mean, again, that, that line uh, with Anisimov and Panarin, uh, they stand to, you know, probably load up against the Coyotes. Plus, he, he, gets, he may get second uh, line minutes, but he gets first power play. So that's also a consideration for Kane. I would go with him.
1: Right. And then below that, we have four guys in the 7,000-plus range. One of the surprise stories this year at a guy that's been a center point for my, one of my fantasy teams, Brad Marchand. He's been a yep. little quiet lately, though, Mike. Uh, Uh, $7,700 is the price point but I don't like the fact that he hasn't been scoring as regularly as he was earlier on in the season so I might look to fade him but I'm curious to know what you think about him and the other three guys in the 7,000 range
2: well Marchand was the one I picked I mean I know that he's slowed down a little bit but he has still at a point per game pace he's I think he's consistent and dependable and uh you know if the Bruins are going to win they're going to probably need him and Bergeron to produce that's a combination that usually produces on most nights so I, I would go with him
1: and the guy that I like he he was quiet for a few games but boy before that he was on a tear and that's Nikita Kucherov and uh, he got four points his last time out with six shots on goal the game before he was shut out even though he had nine shots on goal goal we can't forget about the fact that shots on goal is a stat that is uh, tracked in in play as well as blocked shots mike they even factor mm-hmm. in the defensive side he blo- he's blocked three shots in his last three games that's decent i mean you don't expect that from an offensive type from him but so it's a bonus when he can get in the way of one or two but we're looking for him to score and and i like his chances tonight given the matchup that he has against the visiting flames club Let's dip down then into the 6,000 range. There's a whole mitful of players here, Mike, that uh, are, are probably worth a look. And why don't you touch on a couple of them?
2: Well, uh, from sixty six hundred to sixty nine hundred, I went with Panarin for the same reasons that I went with uh, with Patrick Kane and Anisimov. I just think that line against the Coyotes will will reap some re- rewards in the lower level of the six thousands. I went with James Neal of the uh, Nashville Predators. They're playing Colorado. He's got six points in his last six games. He's a centerpiece on their power play. He's a, you know a consistent player, and Nashville needs these games, so I would go with him.
1: Yeah, I love the Neal pick. I mean, he's look he's projected as a third line start but he gets a lot of power play time he gets a lot Mm. of ice time too he'll move up into the top six for a couple of turns and boy get the puck on his stick Uh, he's got a good chance of going in uh, any night he's one of the top pure goal scorers in the league i think when he's on a roll Uh, i'm going to be a little wary of rick nash coming home to toronto and possibly the the subject of some trade rumors between these two clubs he might be wanting to put on a show to uh to tell his uh, current club hey i don't want to go anywhere and what better place to do it in toronto uh, so i'm a little wary of, uh, of the big fellow and also the fact that he's a big man hard to control and the leafs defense is not the uh, best at uh, shutting down the players with size as we saw in the recent tilt against winnipeg some of their big men ran wild against the leafs the other night and uh, i think cha- nash has a chance to do the same thing so that's my pick in the sixth uh, 6,500 range uh, and below and above that I'll go, we'll go, we'll go with David Pasternak I highlighted him when I was talking about David Krejci Pasternak's evolved into one of the top snipers this year really emerging in a breakthrough campaign and I think that trend continues tonight he's averaged 15 and a half points in fan duel play that's far and away the best average in this range and so I'll look for him to just be average David Pasternak and reward me for this price tag uh, let's take a look below the 6,000 range, Mike, and uh, we can break it up again if you want for, uh, mm. but uh, give me, give me somebody at the high end, at the low end that you might like in this grouping, if you will.
2: Well, at the high end, 5,600 to 6,000, I picked William Nylander, uh, for a couple reasons. One, he is currently playing on the line with Austin Matthews. That has been a really big, Good combo since they've been put together. Uh, he, he also, without Mitch Marner in the lineup, is getting some first power play time, so he's getting more opportunities to score. Uh, and you know, I think you know, he, he has showed over the last few games that when he is put into those opportunities, he can he can perform and produce. So I would go with Nealander on the high end. On the low end, I'd go with Jonathan drew of the Tampa Bay Lightning good you know good price for a player who's got an increasing impact on the lightning uh they i think they're depending on him more and more and i I think he's a good value pick
1: well i'm going to pick one guy that's going to be wearing a new sweater in a a few days and that's radim verbata for arizona i know that they're a long shot in chicago but this guy's played at a point a game pace in the last seven games He'll be getting a lot of ice time, too, as they try to showcase this player in the last few days before the dead deadline. And and I expect the productivity to continue. I don't expect the Coyotes to get shut out in Chicago tonight, necessarily. And if they score, I'm betting that Radim Verbatta, who will play upwards of 20 to 25 minutes, I'm, I'm hopeful in this matchup with some power play time. It, it makes him a more valuable play. And uh, in the sub 5,500 to 5,000 range, I'm going to go Tyler Toffoli. He's slated to play top-line minutes in Los Angeles, and that means playing beside Jeff Carter, who's been their their centerpiece of their offense all year long and really on a scoring tear since opening night so i like the fact that Toffoli is back and healthy and he's going to reprise his role as one of the the, the better uh, power forwards in the league i think and and uh again a g- matchup against boston that doesn't really scare me because their their defense is a little less mobile than it's been in the past mike and uh Tifoli's just the kind of forward that can give that group a little bit of trouble in my opinion Uh, Let's go down to the sub 5,000 range, Mike, and hit some value plays that will uh, make uh, our listeners tournament ready tonight. Well, the
2: one I had and it screamed at me was Josh Levo of the Maple Leafs. And this is not a homer pick. It's the fact he's got eight points in the last five games, playing on a line with Nazem Kadri and Leo Komarov, really producing, impressing his coach. He's playing for his hockey career right now. And and with Marner out, he's performing. Marner is out tonight, so he will stay on that line. I think he could get a couple points again.
1: Yeah, and right next to him, I've got Leo Komarov in my sights. He's got points in his last five games, including a three point effort last time out. You mentioned on the power play, these guys are getting a regular shift. Komarov, a very de- good defensive player, too. He could get in the way a couple of shots, but I like the fact that he's launching some shots on goal. He's had at least three in four of his last five games, and that, too, factors into a pretty solid night for another Leaf winger. I'll also throw in another value play. and, and call it uh let's say ryan strome maybe of the islanders against montreal again i'm looking at the fact that montreal is a team that apart from shea weber doesn't have that shut down defenseman that i have confidence in and strome uh just like andrew ladd who's a little bit higher in that range might be a couple of guys that that do factor into the scoring for the islanders in the sub 5,000 group uh FanDuel requires us to pick up a couple of defensemen tonight uh, so Mike so it behooves us to take a look at this range starting at the top there's three guys in the 6000 plus and uh two of them were traded for uh, well no i can't say that two of them are partners on the nashville uh, predators suban and Josie. Uh, they're not playing together which i found i found a bit of a surprise all year long it didn't really work at the beginning of the season for both of these guys but they're coming around in terms of getting their game together at a good time of the year for this club and at the top of the list above them is victor hedman a guy who i picked up in fantasy this year in my season-long league and he's been rewarding me uh with great totals all year long averaging over 13 points per game are you on any of these three guys tonight
2: uh i'm on Hedman. uh six points in his last four games he's playing against the calgary flames he you know leads the uh the lightning and time uh, in uh, time on ice and he gets power play time he will score he will block shots he'll do everything so i i think he's a good play even though he's one of the he's the highest uh price on the board um yeah, I mean, I I shied away from uh, from uh, Subban, but Yossi is a, is an interesting. I mean, he's a consistent player. He always scores. He gets top pairing minutes. I, I like Yossi as well.
1: Yeah, I of these three, I love uh, Victor Hedman tonight. You'll pay for him, but I he's been on a real tear for a long time, and and really being productive I was uh, distracted a little bit because the next name on the list was Shea Weber and of course he was traded for Subban so Mm. uh, he heads up the list of the 5,000 guys Uh, what do you think at the top end of that board guys like Weber, Krug and Hamilton, McDonough any of those four interest you or do you go down a little bit lower in this range to find your value plays in the 5,000 group?
2: Uh well I, I, I liked Weber. Um the fact that now with Claude Julian there, I think Weber is his zidane Chara in Montreal. He's going to load up the minutes on him. We know he plays power play with that big shot, so I like Weber. In the in the five thousand to fifty four hundred range, I like Duncan Keith for the same reason I like Kane and anisimov and Panarin because they're playing Arizona and he'll get power play time and he'll probably get some secondary assists. So I think Keith is a good play.
1: Yeah, I agree with Keith. And right next to him, Mike Ger- Mark Giordano. You've got to like what he's done in the last three games. He's got three goals and an assist. The captain of the Flames is really uh, showing his leadership squ- skills on the offensive side of the game. And he's also getting in the way of shots. He's blocked two shots in, in seven of his last nine games as well. So he's doing it at both ends of the ring. Uh, in hopes to drag Calgary back into this playoff race so I really like him and of course I also have to give a nod to Oliver Ekman Larson for Arizona anytime this guy laces him up Mike he's a factor offensively in in almost everything that this club does I know we have the tough matchup against Chicago but this you're talking about first line defenseman who's one of the the top minute eaters in the NHL, playing all the power play time in in Arizona. If there's one aspect of this club that is decent, it's the extra man attack, and it's all because of OEL back there. So I like <coughs> him in that matchup against the Hawks this evening as well. Let's go into the sub five thousand range, Mike, and see if we can find some value plays that might make sense in tournaments this this evening. That's where we always find some defensemen who are first liners who are might may maybe worth a look tonight in this group
2: well this guy's a second pairing defenseman but he gets number one power play time and that's jake gardner of the maple leafs scored the game winner uh on tuesday um is having a very good year statistically uh he's still prone to the defensive giveaways but that was, you know his plus minus is really good this year he's getting lots of shots on goal and he is the quarterback of their power play so i think he's a good play for his price point
1: you know what i love that call in fact he's gonna make it into my lineup tonight for sure i can tell you that but i've been probably his biggest critic as you know, because you follow me on Twitter, Mike. I rail against this guy's defensive lapses, calling him "giveaway Gardner." But you can't shy away from what he's done offensively. He really lights it up on the offensive side of the puck when given half a chance, and is moving up the ranks in terms of the all-time uh, overtime scorers for the Maple Leafs with that last goal the other night. So you got to give it up for him when he gets a chance and goes. He can he can really hit the score sheet with some regularity, and that's great news for the price point that he has tonight and against the New York Rangers, who against whom he had success in his earlier part of his career. Uh, also in this group, I like Johnny Boychuk, a guy with a booming shot. It seems like I'm on the Islanders a little bit with some of the picks that I'm making. For $4,700, though, I like the chance for him to launch one, or one of his bombs. Uh, carry Price is not the carry Price that we saw earlier in the season. His goals against is hovering around the three mark in the last two months, although he's gotten a little sharper of late. But uh, I like Boychuk's chances tonight in that matchup and at that price point. One more guy that I'll throw in is Brent Seabrook, a guy who's... Undervalued, (laughs) underestimated in Chicago, playing in the shadow of Duncan Keith, also beneficiary of the uh, favorable matchup against Arizona for the price point of forty nine hundred dollars. This guy factors into regular shift and power play for a Chicago team that's really looking like they're ready to flex their uh, playoff bound muscles. So uh, I like that matchup there for for Chicago and Seabrook. Now it's time for the tenders of the twine, Mike. This is where I start building my roster. In fact, but in in our show we typically leave this group for last and. uh, we already I've mentioned Carey Price most recently he's all alone at the top of the board at $9,200 facing New York Islanders at home do you play him or do you fade him in uh, in the search for another goalie uh, on the board given also the fact we'll remind our listeners that shots on goal factor into this so you want a guy who will win and face a lot of rubber and I wonder if Price fits the bill this evening
2: it's a steep price but but price is a is one of the best goaltenders, and, like I said, after that game against the Rangers earlier in the week where he appeared to be the carry price of old, I think I would spend you know save some money in other places and spend my money on price against the islanders
1: well i I think that 's an interesting call a compelling call tonight to see if uh, if you can fit him in because uh, it certainly looks like a favorable matchup for the Habs. Uh, I, I thought, though, probably would fade him and uh, try to save some money and uh, spend it elsewhere, like I have uh, on today's roster, for instance, and look for a cheaper option that's in him. You know, we had some, some big lines here favoring some of the home clubs tonight, and uh, I might lean in the direction of, uh, of one of the other guys in the in the high 8000 range. So why don't we take a look at that group from 8500 up to $8,800, Mike, and see if we can highlight one or two guys that fit that bill for you and me.
2: Well, in that range, I had Crawford, uh, again, heavily dependent on the blackhawks tonight he is the projected starter against the coyotes the coyotes are not a good road team not a good team and i think i think the the hawks are going to roll over them and now the thing is i don't think crawford's going to get a lot of shots on goal against them because the coyotes offense is challenged at sometimes but uh, i I think he's a good play
1: yeah and uh, right along in concert with that i'm looking at pekka rinney at eighty seven hundred dollars one of those two guys are going to find their way into my lineup just because of the The lopsided nature of the matchups and the fact that these guys are the de facto number ones in their respective clubs, both playing very well and the teams are playing better. Uh, so I, I think you can certainly build a case and a team around each of these guys. Now, we have a few starters, Mike. If, if yeah. people are looking for, to make uh, tournament plays, they're going to look for one of these guys to come up big. We got the likes of Frederick Anderson, Thomas Grice, and Mike Smith uh, below the $8,500 range, and maybe even a Brian Elliott at 7900 And Anton Kudobin is now listed as the projected starter in Boston at 7600 yeah. $7, So there's some some really low price points. Are you attracted to any of those guys that might be the centerpiece of a really nice tournament-type team.
2: I mean, to me, this is—I think—the best of the of a bad lot here is Grice. And I mean, it doesn't make a lot of sense since I picked Price at a higher level. But the thing is, Frederick Anderson has his save percentage uh, since the first of January is under 900. He has struggled, but I think it's more the fact that the Leafs' defense has struggled mightily. I wouldn't—I'd stay away from Mike Smith for the, the reason that he's going into the United Center to play the play the Hawks. So Grice is sort of, I think, the best of the of a bad bad list of choices.
1: Yeah, I might. Uh, chime in there and say Brian Elliott might be the second best just because he's managed to cut his goals against down in recent weeks and starting to look like the guy that they paid up for at the beginning of the season but he's got a tough matchup against the uh, lightning at home the trick here is mike there's five five goalies here i'm sure one of them is going to pick up a w just by, be, because sure. of the odds here and if you get the right guy you can really really uh, advance your cause by spending some money elsewhere and getting some of the top guns that you might not otherwise be able to afford now i was telling you off the air you weren't familiar with the rotowire optimizer tool i'll remind our listeners that rotowire is come up with an industry-leading tool, Mike, that uh, puts all kinds of information into the system and spits out uh, what they call an optimal lineup. I'll go through it, and I'm curious to hear what you might think, given that I got a peek a peek at it here, and I'm a little surprised that they got, went a little Colorado heavy, uh, starting with Nate McKinnon and Matt Duchesne at center, for instance. They double up on the uh, Colorado centers in that matchup and against nashville on the road and uh, they partner them with the following quartet of wingers they got patrick kane max pacioretty gabriel landeskog another colorado player And Michael McCarron of Montreal, they went a little cheap to fit him in. He's at the $3,000 price tag, but a big rangy center who might play uh, a regular shift as a third or fourth liner tonight, too. So uh, that's the forward complement. In goal, they spent a little money, and they went with Shea Weber, who you mentioned, and Mark Giordano, who I mentioned. So they went with two guys who are playing rather well of late and certainly have a high profile with their respective clubs and backstopping this squad is the guy that's facing the Leafs tonight and that's Henrik Lundqvist who's really on top of his game of late the uh, Rangers one of the hottest teams in the league they got I think eight wins in their last 10 games and Lundqvist has receded for most of them so that's the lineup uh, your quick thumbnail on what you just heard
2: well the one that stood out for me was Lundqvist because I know for a fact that Lundqvist has struggled against the Leafs throughout his career I believe he, he's nine five and two with a just about a 90, 901 save percentage and know goals against the 2.8 so he has never really played well against toronto so that's why i would i would hesitate against lundquist and maybe choose a different goaltender
1: yeah and i'm not crazy about the fact they went a little too heavy on colorado i'm not liking that matchup for them but they went for the three great offensive pieces that i've been talking about on our tuesday show wondering why would you give up on on this young talent they've got the offense in gear to me it's the defensive side of the puck they need to address in any deals so uh, i would like to see them shore that end up and try and keep at least most of their young centerpieces that are highlighted in this lineup well mike it's time to put our lineups together and we'll begin by me asking you for the two centers that you like on today's board that factor into your optimal lineup
2: Well, the two centers I selected were Austin Matthews at 7,500 and Artem Anisimov at 6,100.
1: And uh, certainly we made a case for both of those guys. I'm sticking with the Leafs in one of my picks. I picked Nazem Kadri, who's playing the best hockey of his career, and I like the matchup against the Rangers. You know he's going to get his choice of who he wants to play against, and he usually, uh, that's the deal that he has with Babcock, and he usually uh, gets fired up against some rivalry-type clubs. The Leafs have clashed twice with the Rangers already this year, and uh, uh, I like the bite that he has in his game, and uh, I expect him to be in the center of it again tonight. And I like Jeff Carter. I teased him at $7,400, the top offensive piece in Los Angeles all season long. They catch the Bruins on the second of back-to-backs, and I'll say that Carter has a chance to have a big night tonight there. What about your four wingers, Mike? Uh, I
2: went with Artemi Panarin at $6,600. Uh, Jonathan Druin at 5400 Michael Grabner, was, I thought it was a great Price at forty six hundred. The ex-Leaf, who uh, all of a sudden has found his goal-scoring ability after not being able to score on a breakaway for an entire year as a Leaf, Uh, he's got over twenty goals, and he was at forty six hundred. And I went with the value pick as we talked before of Josh Levo at four thousand.
1: I like your last two picks. You're talking about two guys. One guy who used to be with the Leafs, who just you know the ex-Leaf factor is going to factor in tonight, and I'm sure we're going to see his name on the score sheet. And of course, Levo is hitting at better than a point a game over his last several games he since he got the entree into the leaf lineup so i like the lower end of your pick picks for sure in terms of tournament play great looking lineup so far there mike i'm going to counter uh, i'll go from highest to lowest in my case i teased david pasternak and he's my top price swinger at 6600 just like the fact that this guy's firing on all cylinders and really mm-hmm. one of the top snipers in hockey And I'm partnering him with Tyler Toffoli, who's, I think, underpriced at $5,400, who has a similar profile to Pasternak, too. So for $1,200, I basically got the same player. Uh, And I'll fill it out with Andrej Palat, who is playing on a... uh, Euro, uh, newly formed Euro line in Tampa that's really got this team uh, pointed in the right direction for $5,000. I like that value. And uh, I might surprise people with picking Andrew Ladd at $4,900. But this guy who was one of the priciest uh, free agent acquisitions last year uh, is finally starting to play like he, he remembers what he was being paid in the first place. So, so maybe for $4,900, this, this might be a good tournament play for a guy who's playing the best hockey of his season right now. On the blue line, you got to give me a pair of guys, Mike.
2: Uh, I went uh, a little pricey. I went with Roman Yossi at 6100 and Drew Doughty at 5500 You know, you can't... They're number one defensemen. They're they're going to get power play time. They're going to play big minutes. So I think that the val- there is value there.
1: There is value in those guys. And you might say the same thing for me, although I saved a little bit of money there because I spent so much elsewhere. I went with Jake Gardner at $4,500. Despite the fact I've been a loud critic of his on the defensive side of the game, I already told you what I think about the offensive side. And you echo, my thoughts so I feel confident about that pick and then I'm going to partner him with Duncan Keith what can you say about him the decorated Chicago defenseman centerpiece is playing a, another great season and at $5,400 not priced among the top guys in the, on the yeah. line yet still has that profile so I'm pretty confident with both of those guys
2: yeah I, I, I like the Keith pick
1: all right what about in net Mike who do you have to anchor your squad
2: uh Carey Price I went I went heavy on Kerry Price 9,200 but I think he's you know he's back and if he is back, that's wins, that's a potential shutout, that's, you know, <laughs> it's carry Price, that's what he does.
1: Yeah, you don't have to explain too much about that, he sells himself, we all know the profile that he has in this game, but I'm going to go with a guy who is, I think, still underappreciated, and that's Uh, Corey Crawford in Chicago at $8,700. Everybody knows about this uh, first salary cap dynasty in the NHL. This guy's been the backstop for most of it, yet still somehow I don't see him getting the ink that he he really deserves, in my opinion. Tonight he gets a really good matchup too, and I like his chances of for keeping the goal total down and possibly even recording a shutout as well. It's for $8,700. So uh, we want to give our thanks to our sponsors at FanDuel. uh, And Mike, you and I were talking a little baseball before we went to air. We'll remind our listeners that baseball is just around the corner. Don't get stranded on first base without a Rotowire subscription, folks, and don't miss out on this great offer. Make your first deposit on FanDuel today and you'll get a free six-month Rotowire subscription. Go to fanduel.com slash Rotowire to claim it. You must be a new FanDuel user in order to be eligible Users may only establish one account on FanDuel. That's fanduel.com slash rotowire. Mike, you and I are going to be very focused on the upcoming trade deadline. I'm going to take it in that direction now for the rest of our show. Mm-hmm. First of all, do you expect it to be a busy one? Um, it
2: could be but right now i think it's going to be sort of middle of the road there's not a lot of cap space out there for contending teams people you know teams are going to get have to get very inventive to open up cap space or get teams to retain salary i mean while we're doing the show uh, the pittsburgh penguins acquired ron Hainsey from carolina for wow. a second round pick and a prospect so and and carolina had to retain 50% of the salary so the contending teams like pittsburgh and montreal and a few others they're going to have to find teams that are willing to retain salary to fit in players so i think if that happens we could have some deals and have some interesting stuff but i don't know how willing they're you know how willing a number of teams are going to be to retain salary
1: well we know one club and that's our maple leafs they moved several millions of dollars to the long-term injury reserve and i'm hopeful that they pull off a couple of those deals just to get a couple of picks mike it's it's part and parcel of the rebuild plan to accumulate as much in terms of the draft pick equity let's call it uh, to build up their their base and I think it's been really remarkable what they've done so far in that regard accumulating the draft choices we're not used to seeing that in Toronto but they're well positioned to do that again this season let me take it to the end or other end of the spectrum though and let's talk about who are some of the biggest names that you might expect to see moved uh, at the deadline
2: well, I think in terms of a big name who is on the tail end of his career, maybe Jerome McGinley. I think he's open to going to a Stanley Cup contender, and I think Colorado will be willing to, you know, make make the necessary uh, uh, retention decisions to get that done. In terms of an impact player, I think there's a very good chance that Kevin Shattenkirk will be moved from St. Louis. We've heard the Duchesne and Landeskog talk in Colorado. I'm a little skeptical that one of those is going to get done. It would take a really big package from a team to get one of those players, and those kind of deals, they usually happen in the summer and don't happen at the deadline.
1: Mike, you mentioned Kevin Shattenkirk. Do you think this guy is capable of being the anchor to a defense, a true number 1?
2: No, I don't. I think he's I think he's a very good defenseman. I think he would be you know a top pairing or a number three i don't think he's a number one he's not a big uh you know two way defenseman he's more of an offensive minded guy he plays decent defensively but he's a power play guy he's a 20 to 25 minute a guy a minute uh, defenseman but he's not a number one defenseman he'll get paid he'll get seven million in free agency but he's not going to be a, t- a number one defenseman for a team
1: if you had to guess who's going to be the busiest team between now and the deadline mike I think it's going to be the Montreal Canadiens. Wow.
2: I, I really do, because, I mean, right now, I think there's a limited window there with Pacioretty, with Price, with uh, with Weber in terms of his age and his effectiveness. Now, Price has got one more year left in his contract, although he probably is not going to go anywhere. I think that they need to win, and they need to win now, so I think it's going to force Mark Bergevin to make a deal for an offensive player. And if he doesn't, and they lose in the first or second round, then I think his, his neck is on the the chopping block
1: okay mike before we go you're going to be doing a deadline show uh at hockey buzz can you tell our listeners how to find it and how they can listen
2: yeah just go to hockeybuzz.com the uh, youtube uh video live video of the of the the deadline show will be embedded in the in the blog and uh, the, on the top of the page. We'll probably be doing it from noon until about four p.m. on deadline day, which is March the first. Um, you know, it would be me and a couple other, uh Eklund and Russ Cohen, who are uh, we're all, uh, Russ and I are members of the PHWA. We have we'll have some guests. And we'll be analyzing the deals as they come in. And hopefully it won't be us twiddling our thumbs for four hours. And we'll actually be talking about some trades.
1: Uh, well, you know, I'll be watching Mike and, uh, that's all the time we have for today's DFS podcast. So I want to thank you, my pal, Michael Agello, who I encourage you to all to follow at Mike in Buffalo and look for his work on HockeyBuzz.com. He does a great job over there. And of course, I want you to remember to follow me, Paul Bruno at Statsman22. We encourage you to send us your fantasy hockey questions and we'll do our best to respond quickly, particularly at the trade deadline. And we'll look forward to doing our next podcast on Tuesday, a podcast with Statsman and AJ, where we'll give a full review of news and notes from around the NHL and a long look at all the trades. So long, everybody.